Okay, we didn't think it was going to happen this soon, but remember, oh, I, maybe soon as now, because I think we were talking about this about eight years ago, mm -hmm. about these little LiDAR-controlled robots that could deliver things on city streets. Mm -hmm. Well, they're coming soon to a 15-minute city near you. Okay. Now, should I clarify what a 15-minute city is? I think people, it's these places where, like, all of your services, your grocery store, et cetera, et cetera, are all within a 15-minute walk. Yeah, well, the reason that they've been developed is there are a number of people who, such as myself, who don't have full mobility. So they can't get out and get things like groceries, get their drugs, you got to get your drugs, kids, and other things like that, so other sundry items. And it's also very important because they can be carbon neutral. Rather than having, you know, um, Uber bring your drugs over to you, your little robot comes and brings your drugs over to you. Mm -hmm. The first thing I thought was, what is going to stop people from trying to knock over the robots? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Truly. Mm -hmm. Or zap them. You're supposed to react with more of a comment than that. <laughs> <laughs> I hated everything about this, so I'm waiting for you to finish. Okay. Secondly, and something that I really like is, is that it's very important for these little robots to be able to make their way safely along the street. So they have a built-in software that alerts the people who take care of infrastructure that there are uneven streets here because mm -hmm. the robots can't pass over them, meaning that we won't have to worry about tripping. So I thought that as people, that's a very, very good thing. And, oh, you look so, you should see her face, folks. <laughs> I'm she's peering got, over the top of my reading glasses is, as well. She so. is, and she's kind of giving me, like, like killer eyeballs, shark eyes. She's got oh, no. her shark eyes on. The other part of me, though, thinks that there's enough people, at least in Toronto, on the street, never mind having to dodge robots that are zipping through at increasingly high speeds mm -hmm. to try and get somebody's drugs mm -hmm. to somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although I do think they're coming. And I think that as far as what it means for reducing emissions, they're terrific. But the big thing that I wonder is, you know me as a kid at 15, it would have been, let's rob the robot. Let's <laughs> knock over the robot. Throw rocks at the robot. So I don't know. What do you think? Because you're giving me such filthy looks. <laughs> no, no, I do agree. And this is not necessarily the company's perspective. It's a company called KiwiBot. But the article is written, I think it was in Fast Company, is about yeah. the smart city infrastructure changes that will have to happen in order for these robots to come into being and, and really be filling a role in our cities. I mean, I certainly agree with the premise that there's definitely a problem, even just in terms of getting around city streets, never even mind the environmental thing, but like all of the Amazon deliveries and UPS and Canada Post and all of the van deliveries that everyone's got so used to since the pandemic... I agree that that's a problem. But first of all, if you're going to build a 15-minute city, the whole premise of this is to get people not just ordering things, to get people out of their homes and to things that are accessible. Is, is the notion here that if you have a physical disability, you should just stay locked up in your home and people will come and like shove something under the door at you? Like, how is that a solution? We already have chronic levels of social loneliness. isolation and loneliness. I see it all the time in this building. Like, people get a burrito delivered to their door. Like, leave your damn house. Go 
down the street and buy your own burrito. See people in your neighborhood. What kind of a society are we turning into if all we're doing is this Jabba the Hutt getting shit <laughs> delivered to us? And it's already the case that the sidewalks are full of like street furniture. They're full of those stupid e-scooters that people just leave everywhere. Oh, yeah. And why should public institutions like cities be creating the infrastructure for private companies like e-scooters and robots? Like, they should be paying for their own infrastructure if they think it's such a great business idea. She's, very, really she's very indignant Where about that this. From? Oh, oh, my oh, goodness. She's wearing this sort of vicious shirt and her <laughs> face color. And the color of her face is matching it. But do you know oh. what I mean? It is the, this kind of tech solutionism. And I think, you know, obviously we need proper navigable streets for people with disabilities, but I don't see that as a solution at all. This was one thing that really creeped me out, and I'm going to read. Mm -hmm. As full access to services is on the agenda, it's time for city planners to add robots to the mix. They can help deliver food and necessities, clean up roads, and even patrol cities. Doesn't hey. that sound like a good idea? Doesn't that sound like RoboCop? <laughs> you have 10 seconds to drop your weapon. Yeah. I can't imagine being killed by one of those little, you know, cute little mini robots. R2-D2 type of robots. Yeah, that's yeah. what they look like, and they have friendly expressions. But um, I think they're coming, Nora. I think you're probably right. And my story actually it was weirdly twinned with yours because it also has to do with automations of things that we used to have as services. There's yes. a, a little study that now came I out. I got worked up about this one. <laughs> There's a little study that came out from the UBC Sauter School of Business. They were trying to figure out what are the situations where people prefer to have automated situations? No surprise that they found that one of the things that determines when people want to have an automated checkout at a pharmacy, for example, is if they're do buying something that they consider to be embarrassing, right? You're buying hemorrhoid cream or whatever it is that you're buying. <laughs> that you're, Suppository. you Suppositories that you feel uh, embarrassed about. And so their first, first choice is not to have to deal with a human clerk. Yeah. But then if they have to deal with a human clerk, they would much prefer to be with somebody whose behavior is very robotic. So Someone who's mean like you. I feel like, <laughs> come to me. I don't give a shit about your purchases. I, I'm going to be completely blank face. Um, but it was, so that was kind of interesting. But I, as an extension of what I was just ranting about, because I do think that lack of social cohesion is partly a result of not having these everyday encounters, have a nice day kind of things. It sounds silly, but I think it is part of it. If we're just not interacting with other strangers, I don't think that's good for society. And I really, like, I have a, such a hate on for those automated checkout things, yeah. which I, you know, was refusing to use. But now you go into stores and there's nobody, at the, there's no human at the checkout, so you have to use them. And yeah. they're, like, loud, they're obnoxious. I hate well, what I hate about them is, is that they're just using them so that they don't have to pay for exactly, cashiers. Exactly, exactly, right? They're just outsourcing human jobs. Yeah. And that's why I will wait for a cashier if one is available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But And I totally agree with you. Well, I agree with you on two points on the embarrassing, not wanting to deal yeah. with somebody. Because I remember when I was really young, my mother would send me down to get something for her friend. I said, what friend? She said, my friend, you go and see Mr. Nickel at the drugstore. So I'd go down, and then I'd come home, I'd pick up this enormous carton that was always wrapped in brown wrapping paper, mm -hmm. and I'd carry it home. I found out later what it was for. Mm -hmm. But that's how they, that is how crazy as it was, like, 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe 30. <laughs> <laughs>
another time was um, when I first moved to the city, I was living with this guy. We were sharing a room, and we shared the bed. Mm-hmm. It was my turn to go to sleep. And I slept in the, in the sheets, and I got crabs. Oh! <laughs> and I had to go into the pharmacist, mm-hmm. and I had to ask for, do you have any colada cream? What? <laughs> do you have any colada cream? Speak up, young lady. Do you There's have some any... lady here who's got <laughs> crabs. Do we have any? <laughs> it's like, do you have any colada cream? <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I would have done anything oh to have talked to a robot at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, to me... I'm extremely extroverted in terms of talking to people on elevators, on the streets, on the subways. I have no problem. I enjoy it. I can't imagine what my life would be like if I didn't have that opportunity to Mm -hmm. interact with other human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if you're otherwise isolated for whatever reason, right? If you do. I have to say, I... I, um, Actually, had occasion to. I was booking a reservation at the you know the Queen Mother Cafe on Queen Street, which yeah. has been around forever, and um, they don't have, as far as I could tell, the automated you know open table or whatever one of those things that lets you book. So I phoned them, and it was delightful. Like I normally would use the online version because you know when you call restaurants, even not in busy hours, they often don't answer their phone because they're yeah. busy or whatever. Yeah, they. Ju- I'd phoned the Queen Mother, and I had a. It was just such a warm human not long interaction and I just thought like what are we doing to ourselves are we like automating the humanity out of ourselves did she have an English accent (laughs) no 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 I remember that place has been in operation since the 70s oh yeah it's it's been around for years. it's great I agree with you I think we're losing something really important how are we going to keep up our social skills you know especially for single people yeah how or am for, I going to learn social skills? I know. Yeah. I know. I thought you'd be all for the... Just, no. no, don't talk to anybody. <laughs> just run it through the machine. It's not in my nature to be social, but I do think it's important, and I do try to chat with people. We're taking a little bit of a break in August, yeah. as we often do, and we will be back um, for season 900. <laughs> uh, back! Probably a little before Labor Day. And better than ever! Mm-hmm. With tans and relaxation! <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Yes, have a great rest of your summer. Yeah, bye! bye.